This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash CSR to download your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash CSR for a free audiobook. And by The Country Squire. Visit thecountrysquireonline.com to discover custom pipes, handcrafted blends, and unparalleled customer service. Thecountrysquireonline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm tired. Yeah? I'm tired, man. Yeah. I, man, I'm just wiped out. It's been a, a, man, a long weekend, just a lot of painting around the house, a lot of a lot of working at the Squire, and, uh, man, getting geared up for, for New Orleans, and there's just a lot going on, dude, and I, um, yeah, I could use a, I could use a, sl- a good nap. Man, I could use a nap, too. Look, <laughs> this has been a crazy, crazy busy week, and, you know, you mentioned yeah. New Orleans. You know, we are so super stoked for that. I'm we got so excited, man. More things to talk about throughout the show about that, but, you know, when, when you've got something like that, a big, like, trip on the horizon, and I mean, like, you know, it's... I know we're going to be working while we're there, but at the same time, it's I'm I'm really just looking forward to like hanging out, you know, chilling out on the balcony, just being able to just bro it up a little bit. It's this wonderful mixture of, um, you know, really vacation. I mean, it really is going to be like vacation for me to some extent, and then but then paired with this, you know, activity stuff and you know, kind of getting your you know all your supplies together, manning your booth, right, and networking, right. and all these other things, and so it's just. Uh, Man, it's a lot going on, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited. I think it's going to be good for my spirit, man. Well, but it's you know, good to get down there. Whenever you have a vacation on the horizon, it's just a lot of work to get ready. It is, you know, because yeah. you're not going to be here, and, and you got to prep for all the uh, the stuff to make sure it all goes out on time and, yeah. and such. And and you know, the, sh- that, the store needs to continue to run. Tim's staying back behind us. I mean, he he is. So yeah, poor you know, Tim. If if he burns it down, it will be the best smelling fire yeah. in about a three state radius. Nah, I I, <laughs> I would trust Tim completely. I'm sure he's going to do an amazing. It'll job. It'll be fine. Yeah, but we're, uh, we're really excited though, and um, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Yes, sir, man. Well, a lot lot going on, going arounds and such. You know, last week we mentioned. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into all the details. If you want to go into the details, you can listen to last week's episode. But um, just as a heads up for podcast listeners who listen to us through Stitcher, uh, we are removing our content from that player so if, if you do listen to us through stitcher we encourage you to um check out a different podcast player possibly the satchel podcast player for android i am a team android type of guy yeah you are you know and i, I love what google does and they're they're different things and this this has nothing to do with pipes or anything else but i just got to mention this you know I, i've talked before on the show about ingress which yeah. is the the portal thing yeah the, the game it's a game right? it's a game and um you know I, I've, I got into it i got crazy into it and i'm actually i'm looking forward to actually playing around and uh when i'm in French Quarter to see what's out there. Yeah. So this is pretty awesome. What's what's the new deal? The team that has, who created that game, they're teaming up with uh, Pokemon. Okay. And they're bringing Pokemon to the real world. How do you... It's the same basic concept. Can it's, you collect them all? It, you can catch them all. <laughs> you gotta catch them all. You got to. You got to. Uh, but no, they're, they're taking that same geocaching, real world, you know, gameplay and applying it. So instead of going around and capturing these portals, you're going to go around and capture your Pokemon. And then, of course, you yeah. can trade them and battle them. And it's yeah. all the classic stuff because, you know, I don't play the new games or anything like that. But you bring them back to 20 years ago for the, you know, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. <laughs> right. 
Pikachu, <laughs> man, I am all in. So I'm, I'm really stoked about that. But anyway, I, I just had to mention it because we've talked about Ingress before on the yeah, show. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think this game is going to be huge. I'm so stoked about it. And we're actually going to make a podcast dedicated to uh, Pokego. Is that, uh, is that right? Yeah. So Podesteri is, is putting together a podcast about Pokemon Go and just kind of a monthly download of all the news and rumors coming out to the game. And then also yeah. uh, hopefully just kind of connecting people in the community of players that are out there. So I, I mentioned that on this show because we're going to do a bit of a, a casting call okay. um, to, to kind of get some talent, hopefully get some uh, some new voices into the Podesteri yeah. network as part of this. Yeah. And uh, some more details will be out on that if you follow at Potisteri on Twitter, and then I'll also be sure to, to share it out once it's uh, available out there. Casting but, call, man. Yeah, you know, it's, this is your thing. Never done that. Never done something like this before yeah. in terms of uh, you know reaching out beyond kind of the the internal network. But you know, we're we're hoping to kind of vet out some new talent and uh, and then also you know bring in you know this is this is a worldwide game, so we want a very regional right uh, presence. So we might end up having like three different hosts uh, from all different corners of the world. And so, um, you know, it, it, it must be worthy of this kind of thing, just knowing you, Bo, and all the projects you've got going on, obviously the yeah. the <laughs> effort and energy you spend on Country Squire Radio and uh, Satchel and some other things, like, man, it must be a really big deal if, if you're going to, you're going to jump off the, the leap one more time and, uh, and, 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 and round another podcast up, man. It's just some, awesome. Some might call it insanity, but I, <laughs> I think this is a, tr- I've always wanted to do, you know, we've, we've, we have podcasts about so many different things at Podesterry. Yeah. And I've I've always wanted to do one um, kind of connected to kind of the gaming world in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I think there's a good there's a need here because there's not you know there's a lot of Pokemon podcasts, but there's not one dedicated yet to this game. Yeah, we know how to produce an excellent podcast. We know how to kind of you know connect people and make sure that the audience is a active participant. We'll be talking about that actually later on in this podcast. <laughs> um, and and you know beyond that, this is going to be one of the highest profile augmented reality games of all time. And so I'm, I'm really, I, I see a lot of potential in terms of just, you know, what this game could be. And I don't think I've ever been this stoked for a game ever. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, you know, I got a lot of passion. I got a in lot of history of ever. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to cultivate a, this wonderful new podcast, bring up some new talent, and it'll be kind of a new venture for, uh, for Podesteri and a new approach to, uh, to creating yeah. a podcast that we've ever done. But yeah, um, like I said, if you're interested, if that's your jam, uh, more information to come, just follow me on Twitter, follow the Podesteri channel on Twitter. That's exciting. Uh, that casting call will go out this week. That's but, exciting. Uh, yes, sir. We'll see. One, one more thing I'd like to yeah, bring up absolutely. Uh, before we dive into our topic. Uh, you know, we had mentioned last week that it was imminent uh, that we would be introducing our our uh, blend, yes. the, the official blend of the New Orleans Pipe Show, which yes. we are so excited about. Uh, and your, your humble tobacconist has been working really hard on it. Uh, it's gone through many, many iterations, but I, I brought you just a little sneak peek tonight. What? Uh, just to just to maybe just to maybe. Um, That's a large sneak sneak peek. I, I, it, it might be a little large sneak peek. We're but, gonna smoke um, all this tonight. What's that now? We're gonna smoke all this tonight. Every bit of it. <laughs> and what we don't smoke, we'll eat. Uh, no, it. Uh, yeah. So this is. Um, this is a recent iteration of uh, the official blend, and it's something that uh, you can kind of take a look at. And I just thought I'd bring it along, let Bo kind of describe what he sees, smells what he smell what he sees a little bit so here, and uh, and take a look. Oh, we man. haven't re- released any information about it. Um, oh wow! We haven't, we, ha- we, don't, we haven't talked about a name, um, although it has a name. Wow! But it's uh, yeah, I th- I, I'm really proud of it. I think it's going to be a hit. Do you want me to describe what I'm kind of picking up in this? Yeah, why don't you describe it? So, 
I mean, it might pick it up. If you smell, it smells like raisins. We're gonna no, have no, 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 <laughs> not at all, my friend. So uh, there's some perique in there, right? I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad it perique your interest. Uh, it, perique, it definitely perique my interest. <laughs> it's it's. Is there some like bourbon flavored tobacco in there or something like that? Your your, hum, your humble co-host is is just not going to answer a lot of questions. Yeah. Okay. So I. <laughs> all right. You're not gonna. So you're not gonna confirm anything. So you're just gonna make me stand here like an idiot. Dude, this looks awesome. This looks like an amazing blend. I think think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I've kind of pushed the envelope with a few things on this particular blend. I've got so many Um, questions, but I don't want to ask you on air because I don't think you'll be able to answer me. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things like we just, you know, I'm I'm kind of committed to, uh, you know, holding my cards close to the vest. But I thought we'd just have a little fun and kind of sneak peek it out a little bit tonight. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's going to be one of those tobaccos that, uh, you know, it's um, for the, I'll I'll say this, for the non-aromatic smoker, um, I think you'll really enjoy it. I think the aromatic smoker might enjoy this as well, too. They might. I think this is a crossover hit. They might. Wait, that would be great. <laughs> Try it at least once. Yeah. It, it's. I, I, I think it's going to be really good. I really do. All right. Well, I want to try this. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll be I mean, by the we, shop this we, week. We do. We do have to say, like, okay, it's got. Um, you know, we we are in Louisiana for our. Uh, you know, our first New Orleans pipe show. So, um, you know, there will be that sense of you know we want to pay honor to some local uh lo- local products and things of that nature. So, um, you know, so there there may or may not be some some indigenous leaf to that part of the world. <laughs> uh, but 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 other than that, uh, you know. It remains to be seen, but I'm oh, super man. excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I can't, I can't wait to try it. That looks awesome, and it's so kind to your mouth. Yeah, look, New Orleans <laughs> is right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, just right around the corner. And uh, you know, next week we were actually talking about it, and um, so often, so often, you guys, you tune into the show, and and you know, we have wonderful conversations, and, and you're able to participate uh, through a lot of different ways. Next week, we're kind of switching things up a little bit. Typically, yeah. it's us kind of having the conversation and bringing the knowledge to the listener. We're going to switch things up next week. I'm really excited about this. You know, we're, we're gearing up. Uh, it'll be the week prior to the New Orleans Pipe Show, if I'm doing the math right there. And what we would like to do is over the next couple of days, if you're listening to this podcast, if you have ever been to a pipe show or a pipe convention or uh, even just kind of general convention, I'm you know, for sure, but especially like pipe shows, Send in your tips, your tricks. What should somebody plan when they're going into a pipe show? We want best practices from you guys because this is our first time. Yeah, that this is what is such a cool opportunity for, for us to communicate with y'all is that uh, Bo and I, you know, I mean, I've been in this game for a few years now. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bo and I have hosted this show now for over two years. Is that right? That's about right, yeah. Golly, that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we've done this for a while, but we, Bo and I both have never been to a pipe show. Not once. Uh, and, and we, you know, we were like kind of mulling this over thinking, what could our listeners kind of provide us for tips on on, you know, getting ready to go, what to expect, like when we get there, kind of, you know, what are things you really need to focus on while you're there? If you've got, you know, some of the best minds in the pipe community in the country or the world, you know, in one place for a day, like what, what do you hone in on? Like, do do you spend your time at some of the people, you know, their table kind of getting to know them personally, or, you know, do you try to seek out the carvers maybe you've never seen before? Or, um, you know, give us your, give us your feedback and thoughts. Like, um, you know, other than like you know, going with pockets and pockets full of cash. Well, that's the I was gonna say, man. <laughs> because, the other thing is budgeting. Because yeah. I mean, you know, you you go. There's gonna be some amazing pipes there. I'm I'm kind of curious what people's pra- best practices are. Yeah, for budgeting. yeah. Hoctor the Love Doctor already tweets in. He says, uh, he says, first things first, go down to the bank and take out a personal loan. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. Hashtag pipe show advice. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I mean, I think I think there's something. 
you know, there to be said for, um, you know, what what to look for as far as your first kind of entry into this thing. And so, uh, you know, obviously, we're Bo and I are really excited. Uh, you know, Country Squire Radio will have a, um, you know, a table, a booth there at the event. We'll be, you know, heavily involved. But then also uh, the shop, the Country Squire is going to have a table. And uh, we'll be partnering with um, the folks from Laudisi, Savinelli, and Cornell and Deal at at the show and, uh, you know, several other folks, as well as the Magnolia Pipe Club, which is our our local uh, Mississippi pipe club. So, I mean, it's just exciting. Like, there's a, a lot to look forward to. But Bo and I, this is our first rodeo. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, as you kind of, you know, look back on past pipe show experiences you've had, um, man, give us your thoughts. Like, what 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 should we put on our itinerary? What and, should we make a point to do? What and, should we avoid? And I think uh, Hawk to the Love Doctor, that, that hashtag, uh, hashtag pipe show advice, yeah. go ahead and use that hashtag. Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. He he also tweets at the Nola Pipe Show. Instead of beads for flashing, does one receive a vintage tin of a scudo? Um, don't flash. Us. Don't flash. Us. <laughs> Please don't flash. Uh, look here. That I think I'm I think saving that's, all my scudo. That's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. So what we'll do is for the, for next week's show, we'll kind of do a half and half. We'll have you guys y'all sending in your advice, yeah, which we'll read on the show, and then we'll also uh, you'll have my advice as far as if you're traveling New Orleans. What else you? Oh, that's do. exciting! Yeah, so that's we're really do that great. As well. That's really great. That's a that's a good one to good one to pull in. Absolutely, also, man. Live. Also, good to hear from uh, Vintage South on Twitter. Uh, man, our good friend up in North Mississippi. Uh, dude, so glad you could tune in. He says, uh, "Glad to tune in. It's been a while." Uh, he says, hashtag Parsons Blend on the porch. Oh, so, yes, sir. Uh, dude, it's been a little while. That's good. good. To, g- glad you tuned in, brother. Well, and here's the thing. You know, this is really great that so many people are already kind of getting in on the Twitter because we need yeah. a lot of audience participation tonight. We've got a uh, wonderful topic. Yeah. It's very opinion-driven. Uh, we are going to be talking about hand-carved versus machine-carved pipes. Right. And, you know, specifically, <laughs> you know, just our personal opinions going into this, but uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of you guys kind of tweeting in, getting your thoughts as we go through. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, might actually be surprised to, uh, to hear that, you know, if, if they're a new pipe smoker, I think that, vent, that, that idea of like this hand-carved piece of art right. is kind of that, that mindset that you have. And you might actually be surprised to learn that a lot of the pipes that are right in front of you are typically primarily machine-made. Machine-made. Yeah, that, that's what's fascinating. You know, when you, when you first kind of get into the pipe you know, world, you, you start seeing all these things and you do because it's a beautiful piece of wood. And, you know, you, you never have maybe seen a machine that could spit something like that out. You automatically think like, oh, well, this, you know, obviously was, was carved by an artisan and, uh, and, and perhaps it was, or perhaps it was machined and then hand finished or some combination Mm -hmm. thereof. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the debate, you know, like, uh, or, or, or a significant debate, you know, like, uh, do you want to, do you want a hand carved pipe or do you want a pipe at a, you know, likely a less expensive price that, uh, you know, has been machine made? And, um, you know, that it's interesting. You, you've got to think of a couple of things when you start talking about one or the other. Obviously, someone that hand carves a pipe, uh, if they're, you know, if they've been doing this for a long time, this isn't their first rodeo and, and all that, they're going to take a really close look at the quality of the grain. Um, they're going to, you know, not force a, you know, square peg into a round hole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, for instance, uh, Two Combs, our, our buddy at Rocks Pipes, uh, came in the shop today, and he brought in this exquisite piece of briar that he had sandblasted for this pipe that he'll be debuting soon. And it was one of these deals where, um, you know, if if it would if that piece of briar would have fallen into the hands of a big company, it probably would have been put in a certain stack and, you know, made into this shape or that shape. But But because of how the grain lay on this pipe... 
you know, it too was a- able to make a perfect uh, shaped pipe that accentuated this grain right. to perfection. And so, you know, do, do you put it in the stack that, uh, you know, cranks out a, uh, you know, a Peterson 03, or do you put it over here and, you know, and, and try to accentuate the ring grain or maybe blast it from a very specific direction that takes advantage of some of the, the growth patterns and things like that. Um, and, and, and so that's the thing, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I go back and forth. Um, and again, this is kind of like kicking the, the old ant bed or, uh, you know, tipping over the beehive or something like, you know, I, I always wonder that there are certain pipes that we all kind of gravitate towards, right? Um, you know, I, I'm like a broken record. I'm constantly talking about my Bing's favorites. Bing's favorite. Uh, I, I brought, you know, a couple of them tonight. I've got my rusticated one and my and my smooth one. Uh, these pipes, obviously, they're well-loved. Um, this one I think I've actually left in the yard in the rain a few times. This one right is here? terrible. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> but uh, I, do, I do love these pipes. But, you know, it, it's interesting to me if I... If I break one of these pipes, um, and I'm so in love with the shape because the shape is a very kind of svelte, long stem, uh, tallish, you know, small billiard bowl uh, with a kind of a narrow, narrow end of the mouthpiece there, um, and, and it just fits me really well. I, I just I'm I'm in love with this shape, uh, particularly the smooth one. But you know, if this were a hand carved pipe, let's say I broke this pipe, or it you know it, I lost it or. You know, it had some kind of tragedy. Went underneath the lawnmower? Um, yeah, went underneath the lawnmower instead of me, you know, picking it out of the grass. Like, you know, if this were a hand-carved pipe, would I go back to the carver and say, I want a pipe identical to that? Mm. Uh, is that something I could even do if I didn't know the carver or maybe the carver, uh, you know, passed away years ago? Or, you know, is there a sense in which, okay, I know Savinelli has a machine that makes a pipe exactly like this. Right, I know every single Bing's favorite they crank out. The grain will be different, but the shape will be exactly identical to this pipe that you're looking at right here. Like, do you know do, that? To me, that's a great thing. Like that, that's a really good thing. Sure. Like I like being able to go back to Savinelli and saying, you know what, that shape fits me so well. It's, it does something in my hand. It's just perfect. And um, and, and that's that's a big asset to me. I, I like that part of it. Yeah, that, the the consistency there. You're right. I mean, you think about you know if if there is a certain shape that that you're after, uh, if it if it's something that's just kind of set in your rotation, like for example, the Bing's favorite is for you. Yeah. Or if you've just got you know uh, an image of a certain style of pipe, or you know you just really want to find a bulldog to add to your collection, or yeah, you know whatever that shape is. I mean, chances are that shape is probably coming from a manufacturer because that's a shape they're going to be cranking out. They, they, they crank out in multiple ways. It's interesting. You can get uh, on on the internet and find videos of uh, these pipes actually being manufactured in these sh- machines. And if you can imagine kind of like a like a Star Trek device that, like, you push a button and it, like, you know, comes up with, like, macaroni and cheese or something. Uh-huh. Like, it's kind of the same type thing. Like, in goes the briar. The machine closes on it. It comes out, and literally Bing. it's taken this, you know, piece of wood and, like, created this perfect, you know, briar stumble for this pipe. It's just like, man, that's, I mean, how do they do that kind of precision? And yet they've got it, they've got it to that to that extent. Um, our friend Bradley, uh, Hocker the Love Doctor on Twitter, he says, uh, he says, I find hand-carved pipes tend to have more attention to detail. Uh, the drilling and the draw is better, uh, and the bit tends to be more comfortable. And that that's an interesting thought, too, because when you're hand-carving stems, when you're hand-cutting stems, um, you know, they're able to, 
to get a little more sophisticated with it just because of the human element that's there. And so you can go a little thinner, uh, maybe towards the button and, and, and do some more interesting things there that you couldn't just couldn't do on a machine. Um, and, and I have to agree with him on the hand, the, um, you know, attention to detail, the drilling is so important. Uh, it's so, so important. And for a hand carved pipe, uh, you can either botch it really big, mm. uh, which which I've seen a lot of uh, you know folks that that carve pipes do, or on the other end, you know you can just get it stellar, and that's a you know a lot of a lot of times your machine made pipes just don't quite uh, major in that. Now you mentioned you know you've got your your machine carved but hand finished. Yeah, I mean with you you I would imagine you can also find you know if if you've kind of got the if if you're married to a shape or looking out after a shape you can find it. Where it is going to be kind of manufactured that uh, to be that shape every single time. That's right. But you can get the uniqueness of a hand finish. I mean, does that does is the idea that when somebody is kind of finishing it by hand, they are trying to get the most out of the grain yeah. from, from the actual briar itself? Yeah, or? they're taking more advantage of of the actual piece of wood that's in front of them, and that's the beauty of a company like Nording or or Nearup. Uh, I know Petter Jeppesen, who is a really good friend of our shop. You know, they do a lot of that. Every single pipe is going to be unique. Um, and they're going to take, you know, shapes that are consistently done, but, you know, something different is going to be, you know, due to each and every single pipe that comes through their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they will take advantage of some uh, some quirk in that briar uh, to make it unique. And even if it's not that, you know, it'll, or it, typically it's almost always that, but even on top of that, they'll add, you know, different accents and, uh, you know, uh, stem ornaments and things like that to make the pipe super unique. But you're always going to get a different pipe. Now, Nording does that as well, right? That's right. Because they've got that consistent Nording shape that you see, you know, a lot. I mean, they've got a lot of different shapes, but you, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. it's the about. freehand look. A lot of folks would, you know, call it a tulip or something like that. But right. yeah, it's that it's that big, bold kind of uh, goes up. You'll, you'll also see this real interesting thing they do often that's got the square on the top of it. It's kind of square right, right. flanking around the, the round bowl, which... Uh, some people actually find kind of off-putting. It's kind of interesting, but um, but you know, typically big bold pipe. But they all are going to look a little different. Yeah, and it, that's because they're going back and they're hand finishing. That's it. exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Vintage South says uh, he he's a prep and home guy, and he hashtags uh, grain chaser. And there <laughs> there is that there is that sense in which you know if you are a grain guy, um, you, you know you're much more likely to be pleased with a. Um, you know, a, a hand-carved pipe. It's interesting, my Savinelli Bing's favorite smooth, I mean, it, it's got pretty grain. There's a really nice ribbon of cross grain that goes along there, and it's got some flame on the side. But, you know, this was obviously a piece of Ebuchon. Wasn't probably the prettiest uh, grain in the batch. It's got a darker uh, finish on it, dark, darker stain. But, um, the, you know, this is not a pipe where when I bought it, I was thinking grain. You right. know what I mean? This this was not something me saying, okay, I'm going to... I'm going after the prettiest grain on this pipe. Now, so, you know, sometimes with the machine-made pipe, you do have that, and it and it works out where you know they really do. But when I bought this pipe, I was buying a shape that was right. very important to me. Yeah. Well, and and what you said though, I think is is probably a a pretty, I mean, it it's it's a pretty good imagery, right? Where you, where you know you just get a, a block of uh, briar, 
And it could be great or it could be okay. Yeah. But one way or the other, it's going through the exact same process because the end game is the shape and not necessarily kind of allowing the briar to define the pipe. To define the actual shape. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I I find myself very torn on this because I I, I do actually, you know, it's not like I have a shape in particular that I am like tied to. Gravitate toward. I don't necessarily have kind of a signature style pipe that that I want or or specifically have, you know, several of. But occasionally I do have kind of something that pops up on my hit list and it might be shape driven or it might actually be you know driven by what it is like for example right now you know, I'm kind of jonesing for a mortar pipe yeah you know I've mentioned absolutely. this on the show before and so you know and, and I've, I've got kind of some different thoughts and some different styles just from being able to kind of see what, what's been out there and right you know it, it's one of those things though where for for the mortar it's it's not a specific shape that I want but I know that I'll see the pipe that I want when I see it. When you know you what I mean? Yep. And and that's often actually even true for other more traditional, you know, if, if I'm going based off of a shape yeah, if you rather want a than bulldog the, or a brandy or a billiard or something. Right. Like, yeah. And so I guess I guess like I often end up with a manufa- like a machine carved pipe. Right. But I always like the idea more of like going in I, how do I say this? I love the idea of the hand-carved pipe. I feel like yeah. I start off the journey with that in mind, yeah. but kind of always walk away with the machine-carved pipe. Be mm-hmm. it because, And it's not necessarily even because of the price, although that sometimes often comes into it as well. <laughs> exactly. But it is because it's like, all right, that's the one. That's the one that I'm after. Well, and when, when you, it's one of those things when you see it, you know it. You know it. Um, you know, what's an interesting thing to explore, and I, I, you know, if we have any carvers that uh, maybe listen to the podcast and would like to tell us after the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. But what, one of the most interesting things about this whole debate, do you go with a you know, machine-made pipe uh, and you know, get the consistency of shape and the uh, you know, value and all that, or do you go with the artisan-made pipe that obviously has paid attention to grain and detail and all those things? What, what does the carver think or say <laughs> when the person comes to them and says, you know what, I really want a hand-carved Bing's favorite? Or I really want a hand-carved Savinelli 320KS. Or, I, you know, I that really deep, uh, you know, Peterson, uh, I forget the shape, but the, the umpal that they've got that everyone loves, you know, which is a real deep bend uh, that kind of has the bulldog-looking uh, uh, top to the bowl. Like, what you know, I really want one of those. Can you carve me one of those? And, and how does the pipe carver take that? You yeah, know, I would imagine the, the response is, well, if you want one, go buy one. Go buy one. And, and, and the thing is that people do like to make these for people. Because, really? Because, yeah, okay. it, it, there is an, a market for that, and you see them floating around. Uh, you know, well-known pipe carvers will say, this is kind of my rendition of this pipe. Interesting. Or, or maybe it's a, a pipe, you know, similar to that, but it's just something that— My take uh, on the Savinelli. My and, take on the Bing's favorite or yeah, something yeah. like that. But you do—I I do kind of wonder, like— you know, how does how would it sit with a carver for, for me to come to, to them and say, you know, I really want you to make a pipe identical to the Savinelli 127. Right. I, I, I really want you to do that. Um, well, you know, if you if you do, why don't you why don't you go buy one? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing. If we have any carvers that have experienced that before, I'd love to hear. It's got to be different based on the carver, like because there's I, you know there's different people who kind of get into it for different reasons. Yeah, and you know I, I think about when we were talking to um, uh, uh, Burden Bear. Yeah, and just you know the, his kind of Our a friend pr- Danny Vasquez, and right? Yep. And I mean, just the pipes that he does are just so custom. Yeah, you know, yep. and and actually some of the stuff that you see, especially right now, it seems there's a a big trend for custom hand carved pipes that you that are popping up online. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've, I've mentioned things like the the Avenger style pipes that we've seen online. And, <laughs> it's really uh, amazing. I'm sure most of you've seen kind of the the Gandalf head pipes that uh, one Thor's guy, hammer man. It's incredible. It's really All great. kinds of stuff. So, uh, speaking of Danny, actually yeah. brought one of his pieces tonight. Oh, did you really? It's it's just such a gorgeous piece, and it's it's very unique. This is not a pipe that I think any. Uh, any carver or any company would say, you know, we're going to make a shape like this. Right. And we're going to make 100,000 of these things and just, you know, see what happens. Right. Like, Danny made this pipe specifically for me, but he, he got into this briar and just found this exquisite ribbon of cross grain. Uh, and this is just so, you know, so... Uh, you know, typical of really established pipe carvers, they want to make something that, you know, is going to feature the grain just in this paramount way. So uh, what Danny's done is he's allowed this cross grain ribbon to go uh, on the top of the shank over the entire bowl and then wrap back around underneath the shank. And and then the sides of the pipe are just completely flanked with bird's eye. Um, And so, you know, this is a pipe, obviously, where the carver has looked at this very specifically and said, you know, this is this is what would best suit this grain. And then, and then he went with it, you know. Uh, he, he also, by the way, did a hand-cut uh, uh, Cumberland stem on the Yeah, that's gorgeous. Really pretty. But, um, yeah, it, that's that's just a case of him saying, you know, we're going to use this grain to maximize the, you know, the, the image of the pipe. I've, I've got a, a question that we've already answered on the show. Yeah. Um, is, is bird's eye also called flame? Uh, no, that's not. That's not. That's it, not. But flame is something else. Flame is a different type of grain. Okay. Yeah. It, it actually looks kind of like flame. Yeah. You'll see. Uh. You know. You've got straight grain where you've got ribbons running. You know, directly up and down. Right. Or, uh. Through the pipe. Cross grain. You've got there going side to side. Uh. And then flame. You'll actually have kind of a kind of a muddled straight grain. It's right. kind of that muddly. Uh, you know, fiery looking thing that that you'll see a lot of times. That's what threw me off because I was seeing yep. it from afar and I thought he's like he said bird's eye, but it looked like the, the bird's eyes. It's it's really cool if you think about it this way. But the bird's eye bow, uh, you know, and anyone that you know has dealt with briar for a long time will know. Uh, is is the end of the straight grain. Right. So when you see the bird's eye, you're actually seeing the end of the of the straight grain there, which yeah. is really neat. I mean, it's just gorgeous, man. That's a that's yeah. a beautiful pipe. But but it's cool. I, I actually brought one of two's pipes as well, the from Rock's pipes. Uh, and two, as you can tell, my my friends know that I like really small uh, pipes uh, with uh, straight stems. <laughs> but you know, two made this uh, beautiful little saddle uh, bit right it's there. It's a little saddle bit billiard. Uh, and it's just great. It's got, for the size it is, it's got just a really generous bowl. Uh, you know, but he was able to sandblast it to take advantage of some of that exact same cross grain and the bird's eyes that are, are flanking both the sides. And yeah. so it's just really nice, yeah. And and, and so you'll, you know, with, with a carver that's an artisan, you'll have the flexibility to do that. Uh, just like how, you know, too, with Rock's Pipes, he took the, uh, you know, the pipe I talked about earlier today that, you know, he'll be debuting soon, like, um, you know, he took that pipe and recognized before, you know, and, and yes, he went into that block of briar thinking one thing, but once he was able to see the grain and, and recognize it, um, you know, that was, uh, you know, he knew exactly what to do with it. You always know two's pipes. He's, is, he's, he's very good. Like he's got a, a certain style with the bowls in terms of like the, the, the thickness of it. Yeah. I always feel like I know, I know a, a rocks pipe. When you see it, when I see it, yeah, it's a it's a petite pipe. You yeah, know, yeah. M- most of his pipes are going to be small frame. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now I will say he does have a couple of big boys coming out, which is kind of a stretch for him. So he's, really, he's going to move and just you know kind of experiment in some new directions. I can't wait but, to see those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really excited about those. But um, yeah, it's just you know it's it's fun to see how they take advantage of it. You know, the thing is, uh, Danny's you know beautiful bird and bear pipe here. Uh, you know, if I break this, like. 
he, it's one of a kind. It's one of a kind, man. That that's one of a kind, and that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, that you know, when you when you say when someone admires it, and it's like, where did you get that? And it's like, oh well, it, it's a hand carved bird and right. pipe. Like, you know, you'll you'll never be able to get one of those again. Well, you know, you can it, maybe get something similar, yeah, but but not quite like that. Well, and that's and you know, it's the same thing because with uh, you know, speaking of two with uh, his mortar pipe that he gave to uh, um, to uh, Butch, Butch, yeah. And I saw that, and I was like, I want that pipe. And it's like, there's only one. There's only one, baby. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, even um, I, when I, up in uh, Grand Rapids talking to um, Scott. Yeah. And uh, and just, you know, just when he was balling out his pipes and everything, he had, he had a mortar that like looked like a, um, almost, it was like a miniature uh, eight ball. It was gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the stem had broken on it. Now, that, which is why we were kind of contacting Reborn while we were up there and yeah. everything. But I mean, it's just, it's one of a kind. And so it's just, it's interesting there is this extreme value on that, right? I mean, not just the, you know, you're going to pay more money for a hand-carved pipe because there's more effort, more time. Absolutely. Uh, but it, it, but beyond that, it is a unique thing. And so um, I don't have, I, I've got I've got several wonderful uh, gifts in my collection that are, are hand-carved pipes, uh, especially from listeners that are probably of, of my most treasured uh, Absolutely. pipes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say going forward that I'm just a hand-carved guy because yeah. for me it really comes down to when I see the pipe, I know that's the pipe that I want, and it has less to do about where it came from. Now, that's when I'm yep. on the hunt. You know, if it's, if it's <laughs> – Exactly. Admittedly, if it's a gift, then, you know, I guess I guess it's – I mean, if, if it's a gift and it's from the carver themselves and that's – I mean that's a treasure thing. You're, you're just gonna hang on to. It. You're yeah. gonna use it. You're gonna you're gonna adore it. Um, you know. And then there's the point where you maybe buy a pipe or or given a pipe or stumble upon a pipe that uh, you didn't think was particularly beautiful. Uh, like some people might look at that Bing's favorite and say, "Man, that's the plainest pipe I've ever seen. Like it's got you know dark stain and there's no ornamentation on it and it's just kind of a straight, uh, simple pipe." But, you know, for me, you sit down and you smoke it and, and something about how it interacts with your hands, how it cools the smoke down, it's just it's just perfect. Well, and the rest of us sit there and look at it and we're like, yep, that's John David. That's John David. <laughs> <laughs> what a schmuck. Yep. Man, well, good stuff. Well, look, this was uh, a good good topic and, and highly, highly subjective. Uh, so we hope that we get some of your feedback, too, when we post this out on Facebook. Be sure to jump on the comments. Let us know what you think. You know, are you more into the uh, the manufactured versus the hand-carved? Are you more in the hand-carved? Are you a purist in one or the other? Or, you know, is it just really kind of about the pipe itself? Uh, another thing I'd like to know, too, is do you, do you have many machine-made pipes that have been able to take really good advantage of the grain? You know, do you have a pipe from uh, one of your big manufacturers, you know, that that has just done a really good job at, at taking advantage of grain? Uh, I'd love to see that. Love to see yeah, that. absolutely. Because yeah. it definitely happens, and it's it's out there. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got several that, that are that way, too. But, um, you know, it's... It, when you can find that the consistency matched with really good grain, that's that's uh, that's really powerful. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, this is a a great topic, and uh, always good to uh, to dive into new topics. Also, always good to dive into a lot of new things. It including... really it really is, man. You know, we uh you know including including reading and listening to some of our favorite books. Uh, you know, as we talk about kind of the history of pipes and the history of pipe shapes on Country Squire Radio and and the different things we like to delve into some of the past. Um, as y'all know, I'm a history buff myself, and uh, have been reading recently a great great book by Edith Hall. Uh, it's called Introduce the ancient Greeks and uh, it's a wonderful book I, I was listening to uh, something recently online and it I realized that you know even through all my studies I had not really delved much into ancient Greece and so uh, you know I started reading some about it and just seeking out some resources and stumbled upon 
uh, Edith Hall's book. Uh, and, and it's good because she delves into so much of uh, you know ancient Greece, uh, both as a culture, but then also as a political unit. Mm. She kind of looks at it through you know the eyes of regular people, and also you know uh, you know what their uh, society would look like from a military standpoint, and uh, you know an economic standpoint, and a lot of different things. So she just takes it from a lot of different angles, and um, it, it was a lot of fun to kind of get into that, which has been uh, been great. So if you find uh, something that piques your interest as far as uh, history or anything else, I def- definitely recommend you go into audible dot com slash csr, and uh, you tonight could even download for free the Introducing the Ancient Greeks by Edith Hall. And uh, it helps Audible, which we love, and it helps the show. That's right. AudibleTrial.com slash CSR. Jumping in here real quick before the pipe question of the week to let you know about some changes happening to the New Orleans Pipe Show. Uh, due to some last-minute unexpected events, the show on Saturday is being moved from the Harris Casino to Generations Hall. That's going to be located at 310 Andrew Higgins Drive. We know that folks are excited about the previously announced location, but we are even more thrilled about having the New Orleans Pipe Show at Generations Hall. This is a great venue, and it's just across from the National World War II Museum in the Warehouse District. So this is a really cool location. I've biked here several times. Uh, really excited about it. So just want to let you guys know, and we'll also have a little bit more information, make sure that the, uh, the directions are pretty clear next week. But just a heads up, Generations Hall, it's only five minutes away from Harris Casino, and that is the location of this year's New Orleans Pipe Show. Pipe Question of the Week. All right, man, Pipe Question of the Week is brought to us by the New Orleans Pipe Show. Man, two weeks left. Man, imagine that. You know, know. You, you already mentioned that it's going to be a lot like going on vacation. I like to think of it as it's a lot like coming to a family reunion. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great meetup event that's I going like that. on. So if you are coming, head over to our Facebook page. We've got an event established. Uh, go ahead and, and notify that you're going to be there for that. I've mentioned it before. If you went ahead and sent me an email anyway, just forget that email. Go ahead and do the Facebook thing because it'll uh, it'll help us with the numbers a little bit. But uh, nolapipeshow.com is a place to go to register. And uh, our Facebook page is where you need to go to let us know you will be at the big meetup in New Orleans in two weeks. Ow! All right. Question from JT Campbell this week. Uh, it says, first, I love the podcast. It has become a required listening for me every week. I have some general questions for John David about unfinished pipes. I'm looking to expand my collection, that, and there is an unfinished Nording that had really caught my eye. I don't know anyone that owns an unfinished pipe, so I'm curious as to their smoking characteristics, idiosyncrasies, and any other pertinent information regarding them. Thanks so much for your time, and keep up the good work. J.T. Campbell. Yeah, what a great question, and these are becoming you know super popular just because of the ability for you to really see the pipe change over time mm. as you use it. And that's that's beautiful. Is you know, every time we get a batch of those unfinished Savinelli's that we're so glad they came back out with at the shop, uh, they fly out of there and, and, and paint the picture of what that is for Yeah. Them. I mean basically you've got a pipe and you're looking at this pipe and it's got uh you know no stain on it at all. It's just it's just the briar. Uh this actually uh this pipe here that two made me uh, is actually an unfinished pipe. Now, mm. he did blast it, uh, so it's got a nice sandblast on it, but you can see where my hand grabs it, it's starting to change color a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, and as I smoke it more and more, it'll really, really turn a nice uh, dark color. But, um, you know, so th- this is what a, an unfinished, uh, you know, uh, you know, handmade pipe looks like, and it was made to look that way. I, I will say a lot of times your bigger companies, like maybe a Nording or, uh, you know, any other pipes, you know, it, that 
any other companies that that produce a lot of pipes, a lot of times for their unfinished lines, they'll kind of save some of their um, worst grain. And and worst again, that you know that's a, a comparative subjective term, sure. right? Like you know, if it's a Savinelli, the grain is not going to be just falling apart or anything. I mean, you know, it's going to be you know briar that's been aged two years and all that stuff. But but you may find pits in that pipe, pits in places where they've kind of, you know, seen elements of that grain or that briar where they've been like, you know what, we're not going to make a, uh, you know, a Bing's favorite out of this, or we're not going to make, you know, a, uh, you know, Peterson Fermoy out of this. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to make this an unfinished pipe, give someone opportunity to have a, you know, good piece of briar that's got a few flaws at a lower price. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and it's great. Um, you know, you get an unfinished pipe, and so you, you may see some of those pits and, and things like that on the pipe. Typically, they've been filled. Um, and what's interesting is because the pipe is unfinished, obviously, as we've talked about before, it changes color as you smoke it. Um, and so, you know, you, the oil on your hands and uh, even the, the stain of the tobacco and all that kind of stuff, it has some properties of meerschaum. Yeah, that, I was about to say. Yeah, it, it just kind of takes on those elements from, from you and the tobacco. Um, you know, what, what's interesting is those, those pipes that do have pits in them that have been filled, the pits will change color, but, but a different color than the actual briar itself. So whatever filler they've put in there uh, to, to fill the pits of the pipe, It'll actually start to, you know, to color differently. So even huh. though the the pits will get dark, they'll sometimes start to stand out more. That's real common on some of the Savinelli unfinished pipes. They, do they fill it like with pipe mud, or, or what do they typically fill it with? You know, I've heard of a lot of these folks actually using briar like sawdust, like huh. that they actually make. Yeah, they they actually take uh, you know briar leftover dust from this briar and they actually make a paste to put in there. Interesting. Uh, I don't know a lot about it to be honest with you. So, uh, you know, I might look into that more, but. Um, yeah, it's it's fascinating because you know you'll you'll start to really see where those pits come out in that, but it's right. not always a, a terribly bad thing. Um, you know, and and it, again, when you when you're smoking the pipe as you're smoking it, it completely becomes yours, um, which is just that fantastic. Is cool. A lot of folks, uh, I will say, JT, a lot of folks uh, have found out ways to kind of cheat a little bit uh, when they are coloring their pipes and. It's actually really some pretty cool stuff because you can find out, you know, um, a, a lot of folks will take, I've seen people take chapstick and rub it all over their uh, pipe and it just huh. gives it a really interesting warm color. Uh, people will take, uh, you know, olive oil and rub it on their hands and then kind of rub it all over the pipe. Uh, some of my, the funniest ones are folks that have actually taken their pipe and rubbed them on their face to kind of like really kickstart the whole aging process really? of putting literally their own, you know, natural oils on these on these pipes. And so it's just it's really fascinating. A lot of times too because your pipe is going to, you know, color in certain areas faster than it will others. Um, you know, you might have a handprint just on one side of the pipe, and the other side of the pipe might be a really light color that's never right. been, uh, you know, never been used before. Like if you're left-handed or right-handed. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, that might be an area where if you want it to consistently color, uh, you know, you might you might rub some of your oil or something on one side of the it's pipe. Fascinating. And, uh, you know, and let the other side color just as you use it. So huh. um, a lot of interesting things to, to think about there. Again, in most cases, your unfinished pipes, uh, certainly from manufacturers, are going to be some of your lower-end briar, uh, you know, which, you know, there are degrees to which that certainly are going to affect the uh, quality of the smoke and all that type of thing as well. Uh, typically, though, they're, you know, if it's coming from a reputable 
manufacturer. It's going to be drilled like anything else that they've got and, uh, and, and typically aged in the same process too. So, um, you know, I think you can get a really good pipe out of that. It's a lot of fun to see them turn. And, uh, yeah, good luck, man. Uh, take some before and after photos for us. We'd love to love to see that as you as you go along. You know, when you said uh, people do kind of some creative things, I was imagining that, like, somebody taking, like, a piece of paper, or maybe not paper, but something and kind of, like, wrapping it around in a spiral so that, like, yeah, it design like, like over time yeah. it ages in a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of cool. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do with it. I'd, I'd be interested to see that. But that, that's great, great question, JT. And, of course, if you've got a pipe question of the week, you can send it in to CSR at Pottistery.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions this week come in from Morton Sam Devi, who says, what do you drink with your bowl, whiskey or beer? Gosh, if I had my pick, you know, nine times out of ten, I'd have to go with whiskey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and he spelled whiskey the Scottish way. Oh. W-I-W-H-I-S-K-Y and not S-K-E-Y. So so I'm assuming he means Scotch whiskey, which which is preferable. Even anyway. more so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? The books. Uh, the books, I'd have to go with Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit. It's faster read. That's true. Yeah. It's only one. It's only one. And it's and it's a I mean it's a children's book. It's a real real simple. You can you could bring that book along on a on a vacation like on a weekend yeah. and finish it before your vacation. Yeah, that, I I hear that. Kind of like that satisfaction. Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit the movies. Oh, obviously Lord of the Rings. Without movies. question. Yeah. Without question. I'm going to add an extended edition or uh or uh, uh cinematic cut. I it depends on you know if I've got my Daver and Morta pipe that's got a a bowl the size of this coffee mug here right. I'll go with the extended edition right yeah. all right <laughs> uh, and then finally Tolkien or Star Wars uh, Tolkien for a pipe I I, I got to go with Tolkien I guess if I'm smoking my pipe if I got to go smoking your pipe yeah. yeah yeah okay but if if I'm not it's Star Wars but there is one more question okay all stars or vans. I don't understand the question, nor will I dignify it. Nor will I respond to it. (laughs) I'm an all-stars guy, unrepentantly. Okay. (laughs) All-stars? Converse, man. Oh. It's okay. I don't know what a a, uh, Mega Man is. It's a video game character. (laughs) All right, great quick fire questions. And actually, it's great because Morton sent in some more, too. So we'll be doing those next week. I love getting a bunch of those in. If you've got some quick fire questions for us, send them in. CSR at Pottisteriot.com. Your Your thoughts, thoughts, your your comments, comments. listener Listener feedback. All right, listener feedback this week comes in from M. Tresser on iTunes. says, I love this show. Listening to the Country Squire is like sitting uh, down with some good friends and a pipe around a fire. We're sort of like a virtual pipe club that happens in my car once a week. Keep up the good work, guys. I discovered the show a couple of months ago and have almost caught up on every episode. Well, uh, when you catch up, Thank you and welcome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I like that. We have we get that comment a lot. You know, it's kind of like a virtual pipe club that we just all get to interact with. And 
uh, and be a part of. And um, man, we're we're honored. Thanks yeah, so absolutely. much. Uh, next one comes from Mitchell. He says, "Hello from Indiana. Hey, Bo and JD. Uh, I've been listening to the show since mid-April of fifteen, and I've since finished up the archives. Thank you so much for all the education you provided to help me enjoy my daily ritual." Uh, your show also came at an important part in my life. I graduated from college in May of 2014 and promptly started working a full-time job as an engineer, got married in July, and switched jobs in April of this year. Uh, my depression and anxiety severely heightened during these months due to my primary job, uh, due primarily to my job, and throughout my job transition is when I seriously picked up the pipe. Uh, it, aided by CSR, gave me time to slow down and be kind to myself. Uh, so thank you so much for being one of the puzzle pieces that had been uh, and still is a part of my mental health journey. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thanks again for all you do with CSR. Hopefully I can make my own pipe pilgrimage one of these days. Take care and God bless. Mitchell, I'm glad your pipe uh, ministered to you, brother. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad things have uh, have stabled out. But I'm telling you, man, your pipe is good for your spirit, and I think that's why people are flocking to it now because, uh, you know, as you hear me say over and over, the uh, you know, the world's moving fast and we're looking to slow down, and it, uh, it helps us be okay with ourselves. You know, Mitchell is uh, one of a number of you guys that are writing in and, and just writing these huge essays uh, in, in email format. And it's been yeah. so wonderful to get uh, your, your feedback and then also just kind of hear a bit of your stories. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things I, I'll probably do whenever pulling those in is, is cut them back a little bit. For example, Mitchell's email is, is much longer than this. But, yeah. Uh, I want to include them. Want to include it, get yeah. the core of, of kind of what the email is about. But I, if you ever hear us read your email, but we don't re- email, read the entire thing, we, we still read it. It's just that for the show, we want to make sure that uh, we get to the kind of the core of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. Thanks so much for writing in, man. That means a lot. And we're uh, we're glad we could kind of walk through this uh, season with you. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. Well, that's that's wonderful. Well, look, man, we are we are two weeks away from meeting up with several of you in New Orleans. We've got a great show uh, scheduled for next week. Like I said, send in your uh, pipe show preparation uh, tips and tricks to us. You can email CSR at potisteri.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. We'll have a post dedicated to next week's episode to kind of gather some thoughts there. Uh, probably put some stuff up on Reddit as well. And of course, you can always tweet in. Let's use that hashtag, the uh, pipe show advice. Yeah. Is that what it was? It's really, really good. So let's let's use that hashtag. And hashtag of course, pipe show advice. You can tweet into the, to the show at Squire Radio or you can tweet in to us individually. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. And you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And of course, all this information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. All right. Well, man, this has been a great episode, and I look forward to next week and then the next week. And then the next, man. I'm, I'm titling the one what we do when we're actually in New Orleans yeah. as live from New Orleans. That's what I'm going to call it. I think it's one. great. That's going to be good. It'll be from the balcony, too. You think MTV might approach us for like a reality TV show? You know, uh, who says they haven't? <laughs> that's, that's just true. <laughs> with, with the folks that we're going down there with, it really... <laughs> Oh man! Well, look, it could uh, it could it could get interesting really quick. The real the real country squire, New Orleans. Let's go have a week. Let's go have a night. <laughs> See you both. See you, man. Good night. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.